to the truth in this art. I am your host, Rob Lee. I, I think I've said that enough. I think I've said that a lot. Uh, and today I am proud and really excited to welcome a portrait photographer and a graphic designer from Baltimore who specializes in fashion, beauty, and lifestyle photography and is known for her vivid use of vivid colors, high key lighting, and playful styles in her work. Please welcome Marissa Morris. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for coming on and um, making the time uh, as we're recording this. It's it's one of those days where I'm not quite sure what day it is anymore. I keep thinking I'm in a perpetual Monday. <laughs> we could just blend all the days together and call it like my Wednesday, Friday. I don't know. It, honestly, it's just a blur. I mean, the year just started or but uh, yeah, the year just started and the, this past year has just been a roller coaster. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get back into the flow of things. And right now, the days don't even matter. I'm just going with the flow. That, well, that's what it is sometimes. And um, I want to, you know, as we, we start off with this sort of introductory thing, um, I'm going to uh, offer up. Uh, something that either you're going to be terrified of or you're like, I can talk and do, I can do the whole 30 minutes this way. Ooh, so, okay. you know, uh, could you start by telling us a little bit about your background and how you got started in photography? Yeah. Uh, well, I come from a really creative family. Huh. Um, at first, I didn't really think about it, but I do think that ties into just me being an overall creative person. My dad's side of the family has um, people who are actors, who are artists, uh, they draw and painters, musicians. And I, I never really connected the dots. I was like, oh, I guess I'm I'm fitting in. I'm a photographer. <laughs> and on my mom's side of the family, I would say my mom is probably the most creative, but she probably won't give herself credit. She's kind of like the go-to person for photos and video mm -hmm. for the family, but it was more like um you know how when you're a child and your parent is like, come here and take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my experience. Um, and I don't give that experience to my clients. I'm not like, come over here, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've elevated that experience. So I get my clients to naturally smile. Um, but I think with those two things combined, I think I naturally just gravitated towards it eventually. Yeah. Um, and that kind of started in high school, I want to say. So in high school, I had this really old flip phone, I guess, depending on how old you are. Um, but yeah, it was like a flip phone. And just every day in high school or after school, I would get inspired. I would see like these moments of my friends, like these candid moments and be like, oh my God, that's perfect. I want to capture it. So I did. I just took photos of it and Eventually, I just became like the photographer of the group. I have, yeah. even on my Facebook now, I have hundreds of photos of just random cell phone photos. But even though the camera quality was not good, <laughs> yeah. it's the way I framed it. It's the moments that I've captured. And even now, looking back on those photos, like those moments are priceless. Um, yeah. And they hold a lot of value still. So I think my love for photography first started off with that. And then I started to just look at magazines more. I looked at um, 
back then Tumblr was the thing. So I was on Tumblr a lot and I was getting inspired by a lot of the photographs I was seeing. And I sort of shifted in towards that arena of portraiture. And I joined my school's photography club. It was like a very small, it was like probably two or three people. Um, but that helped me get my start. And I asked my parents for a camera and I got a really, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I really appreciate what they did for me. I got this really, um, I'd say like a low entry camera. It was a Canon T3, not even the T3i that had the little like screen pop out. It was the T3, but I made work with that. I really made work with that um, because I used that camera. I think I got it probably senior year of high school. And I used that from senior year to a little bit in college really yeah. and it's not always about the gear it's about what you do with it it's about your vision um so i i did a couple photo shoots with my friends i asked them because i was really shy i'm still really shy i needed them as models i wanted to get more into portrait um portrait work just because i think uh capturing people is really beautiful I think there's a lot you can do with the photograph. And I think people like being the subjects of their own, you know, of, of photos. So I thought it was an easy match. Um, so yeah, I asked my friends to be models for me and that's how I got my practice. Yeah. And luckily enough people believed in me to where they were like, I will pay you money for this. And I was like, my gosh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, it kind of um, elevated from there in college. In college, I uh, in college I was actually studying more for graphic design, but photography was also mixed in. Yeah. Um, so I ended up doing the photography and graphic design in college, and I never even thought that I could be a graphic designer. To be honest, I do have like a visual eye. Mm -hmm. And my strong suit is in visual communication. Um, but I surprised myself. I'm a graphic designer now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 great. I mean, being able to take from, and I, and I like the arc or what have you, I like that sort of trajectory of having some of the 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 early gear and kind of um moving up. And I do have a gear-related question for you that I want to tap in with in a moment. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to also, you know, in sort of like introductory piece here, because um, I don't want you to give it all away. <laughs> um, I, I have this this question around like some of those other early creative interests that might like influence like how you go about like work. Like, was it, you know, I was really into comics. I was really into cartoons or, or whatever. What were some of those early like creative interests and passions you had like growing up while you're being pulled in to take these pictures and so on? Uh, the earliest creative influence I have is probably unrelated to photography, but I was in a jazz band in elementary school and I played the saxophone. See, there you go. Um, <laughs> but photography wise, uh, my earliest influence, I guess, is just being so involved in the media, having mm -hmm. my face in front of a computer screen or phone screen all the time, just digesting so much stuff it eventually got to me and I 
I don't know, sometimes you just feel a connection with things. And um, luckily, photography is the thing that I felt a connection with. In fact, I'd probably even say it saved my life. Having something like you're super passionate about that you feel like gives you a purpose, um, it's, it's super important. So I think just even now, I still have the same influence of just influences of just um, being connected yeah. online and see other work that people are publishing. And you're like, wow, you did that. Maybe I can do that too. And yeah, some things just click. I think just experiencing the world itself. Sometimes yeah. I even go out and like when I was uh, taking photos of my friends on my cell phone, sometimes it's just about like being in the moments that inspire you mm -hmm. and remembering those things. And yeah. Sometimes it's like a uh, sort of fish to water or what have you. Um, I do a lot of this, so this naturally works for me. This is naturally something I'm going to do a lot of that. I communicate visually. I don't communicate um, as much through any other forms. Right. Yeah. This is my strong suit, visual communication, maybe not so much uh, audible communication, but I'm trying today. I'm, I'm really no, trying. No, no, no. No, I no, I, I I appreciate that because um, my strong suit is not in the visuals. Uh, you know, it's definitely audio is a platform, but I've been doing it for a very long time. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. And um, so I want to. So you you mentioned earlier the flip phone. You mentioned a couple of times and the the mm -hmm. early Canon or what have you. I think I have a Canon somewhere in the studio when I thought I was going to take pictures all the time for these different conventions I go to, but that that didn't happen. Um, Tell, tell me about like some of the cameras and the, the lenses you're using like these days. Yeah. So nowadays I've shifted gears into um, fashion photography and that started in 2020 during the pandemic, actually. I mm -hmm. was not doing fashion or beauty photography before that. Um, and also I'm uh, expanding upon my lifestyle category. Um, the gear I'm using now is the same gear I've used for a couple of years. It is very old and outdated a little bit. It's a Canon 60 and I'll use a 35, a 24 to 70 or, or a 24 to 105 usually. Um, cause I do a lot of portraits or fashion. So I need a full body and a Canon 60. I understand, you know, it's not the latest and the greatest, but I get really good work out of it. I paid for it all with my own money. I'm going to be upgrading my gear. The thing is Canon comes out with like new stuff so often. So I sort of get anxious and paranoid and I'm like, oh, there's something I know, something's gonna come out as soon as I buy it, I just know it. Um, because now the new thing is mirrorless. And even now they have like a new um, mirrorless. I think it's the, it's like a um, R2 or something like that. It's the Mark II, I forgot. Yeah. But they have another version of a mirrorless camera out. And I'm like, there's so much to keep up with. I'm like, should I buy the the latest thing now or should I wait? And I don't know. I just stuck with the gear that I've always had. I've I've um, had the I've had the the same like gear like I'm looking at my mixer currently I've had this for seven <laughs> years, and uh, I was thinking about like upgrading it. Um, like I want to say at the end of uh, 2022, and yeah. I even look at the the old the first piece of equipment that I purchased. So definitely, I felt that when you say I purchased it with my own money, um, I have this uh, Fast Track Pro. It is from 2009. 
it's still in here. One of my one of my friends wrote on it. He put a label on it that said "Universal Fart Machine." I was like, "You are a dick." I was like, "This is," <laughs> but it's it's something that you know it it's it's not a paperweight. It still works. It still does the job. Yeah. But um, it's definitely part of you know if I get rid of all of my equipment, that and probably this mixer will be the two things that don't go anywhere. Just because it's been a lot of uh, creative energy put into that. So, oh my gosh! Exactly. Yeah, I feel attached to it now. it's taken me so many places. I just, uh, I don't know, even if I get another camera, which I mean, I actually will be getting another camera. I think this will always be my second body. Um, it's a good camera. It's solid. It's, it's gotten me, like I said, many places. And even initially I did a lot of research to make sure I wasn't getting something that I would have to upgrade like super super soon back then when i got it it was like relatively like (laughs) it wasn't as old as it is now (laughs) so at the time i was like yeah 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 um but technology moves quickly and sometimes you just have to determine like do i need this thing right now or do i want to spend my energy and money into like other areas um so like even now i i have um I put some money towards an iPad for graphic design. I bought a new MacBook Pro. Apple is not cheap. Uh, uh, so it is not. Apple it is not. Not <laughs> cheap. Uh, so, yeah, these are investments. And, you know, I upgrade one at a time. And I definitely do make sure that the equipment I keep is still can still, like, deliver quality mm-hmm. um, work, you know? I'm yeah. doing work for clients and also for myself. I want to make sure that the gear I'm using is also like a good standard, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had to, the only thing that I've upgraded a lot during this whole period where, because there's a, there's an analog component to this, but definitely this is like a digital sort of, sort of medium. And I think during this period, I've gone through maybe five computers in this 14 year period of podcasting and you start looking at it it's like oh so you definitely are right when the whole macbook they or the whole apple products thing uh i remember uh, last year i was like "Ah, i don't need to upgrade it i was like you probably should upgrade it because you thought about it you should probably upgrade it so i went there got a Mm -hmm. brand new mac turned my old joint in i looked at the date and i was like this computer is six years old now macs are adorable (laughs) and doing all of that but all of my other gear is windows based. So I'm like, all right, this Mac is kind of, this is my fun computer. I can do some editing and things like that in there, but really this is more of my kind of fun. I'm going to watch DVDs and I'm going to maybe do some coding and stuff for my day job on that computer, but definitely um, recognizing what you need. And also looking at what part of it I think is not digital what, what part of it is analog and i think that comes from you your background your skill set your eye um the same as how i approach doing my my interviews you can't you can have the best quality gear but if you don't have that sort of talent or that sort of perspective you, you're just spending money <laughs> yeah yeah it really does and it also kind of challenges you to just get better and work mm-hmm. with what you have um yeah i agree i sometimes i do see work of other photographers who do use the latest gear and sometimes it's not my personal taste um <laughs> like that. that's very diplomatic by the way <laughs> yeah because everybody has their own artistic vision it's just not something i would you know deal with yeah sometimes equipment really does not 
matter. It's not going to do the full job. People are coming to you for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of gear. So you you were touching on like clients, right? So let's let's talk about um, miscellaneous media a bit. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? You know, mission. Let, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the name trips a lot of people up. I I have to <laughs> just explain myself. I was looking at it again. Like, hold up. <laughs> I know, yeah, it gets so many typos and everything. Um, I still love it. I still love it, and I'm not gonna leave it. <laughs> I like it. And I'm gonna make sure everybody understands and gets on board. Um, so miscellaneous media is basically just a play on words. Um, my nickname, my friends call me, is Missa. Mm -hmm. So Missa combined with the word miscellaneous, um, it's just a fun play on words, miscellaneous. Um, and I chose the word miscellaneous, like a variety of stuff, because at the time, initially, upon creating the whole brand, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do um, graphic design, I'm going to do video, I'm going to do photography. So I was like, yeah, miscellaneous, like I do a variety of stuff. Um, and now it's really just mainly photography. I do graphic design also, but that's more of my full-time job yeah. um, and less of my freelance. But the good news about my name is, you know, when I do decide I want to incorporate all that stuff later on, I can. Yeah. I've already registered it. It's in Google. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's branded. I've branded it. It's, it's here to stay. And I really just love that um it keeps the the same what do you call it um initials of my first and last name so my first name is marissa last name morris so that's mm and then for miscellaneous media it's mm yeah <laughs> we, we, we love alliteration here and yeah. you know for for context you have like a, a comic character name with the mm you know peter parker yeah. that sort of thing oh, yeah. have i feel like it's special yeah miles Every morales I think about my name i do feel special so that gives me hope because I'm like, maybe I'm destined to do great things or things that I've dreamed of. I don't know. My name gives me hope. And the fact that it was kind of just like a eureka moment for me when I came up with miscellaneous because I wanted something unique. I wanted something that could describe everything I wanted to do, but also have my name incorporated somehow and yeah. it's you know a lot of photographers do keep it simple and just will do like first and last name and then photography which is not bad at all i maybe maybe i should have done it <laughs> but <laughs> it's just but nmp to me this feels special to me and i'm i'm working on just making my brand more known and making sure people are aware about what miscellaneous media has to offer because I have a lot to offer. Well, maybe, maybe this, uh, during this interview can be a part of that sort of mix yeah. and blowing it out. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so tapping back in, how did you uh, tap back in and, 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 and speak on that first like shoot under miscellaneous media? Like what was that like? Uh, what was that approach like compared to some of your um, your, your earlier like um, opportunities in, 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 in doing photography and where are you at now? So like kind of three points like, you know, looking at that first like you have the brand and you're doing work and you're doing your first shoot under the brand. Look at some of that earlier stuff that you were doing in this sort of nascent stage and developing and where you're at now. Talk about that progression. Uh, so I think I 
developed my brand in college. I don't know if it was like super official, like under um, an LLC yet, but around college is probably when I started the brand of my photo shoots. Um, my photo shoots were more like outdoor portraits, which I still do, but they had, they, they were mostly like in the moment. So I would hit up my friend, he would come like, it would be after class and I'd just be like, hey, do you want to do a photo shoot? Like I saw this really pretty location and they'll be like, yeah. And it'll just be like in the clothes at their end. And that was pretty much it. I would be inspired by the moment in my head, I can see a visual of how I want the photo to turn out. So that's how I approach most of my product um, projects. Um, so when I was first starting out, it was pretty simple. It was just like, hey, friend, I have a vision. Can you come be the model for this? And they'd be like, yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. And I'd be like, click, click, click. And it was me with my probably T3 at the time, probably my T3, oh my gosh. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, I would just take the photos and then I would go home and edit and I would think they look good. I don't think they look bad to this day, but they are not what I would let people see. Um, They're all private. <laughs> I like the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot find them anymore. <laughs> Um, but I was pretty much getting my start there and I was doing a lot of those just so I could get their practice. Yeah. And then as I continued and, um, when I went more into fashion and beauty, I, I would say that's the next big transition I had. Um, I approached that much more differently with fashion and beauty. I did a lot more studio work, whereas before I was outdoors and I was using natural light and I wasn't carrying like a lot of equipment. Studio is a whole beast. It is, it's a lot and I love it. It, I don't know it. So with, let's see, I'm sorry. Trying to think for fashion and beauty for fashion and beauty. I, I can run you through my whole process for that. Please. If you want. Please. Okay. So how it goes really is I'll come up with an idea or I'll get inspired by something I see online. So once I have that vision, I'll be like, ooh, I want to shoot that. And then in my head, I'll be like, what, what's a model that I think works with what I'm going for, this editorial look or this beauty look? And so I have like a list of models or something already and I'll run through them and see which one I think kind of fits the vision the most. Um, I'll also reach out to a team. I'll reach out to hair and makeup, um, set design if I need it. And usually I'm the stylist for like 99% of my shoots. So I might get inspired by, I might even start by getting inspired by a piece of clothing and I'll be like, ooh, this inspires me to do like a whole look around this. Um, so after I get that inspiration, yeah, hitting up the whole team. And then from that, it's coordinating dates. It's coordinating like um, the looks we all want to create because it's, it's now it's not just me. It's a team of people and 
because it's usually a collaborate collaboration, I want everybody's voices to be heard. Yeah. So it's making sure that everybody's voices is heard. It's pretty much being like team leader, project manager. Yeah. And doing that often is a lot of work. Oh my gosh. But yeah, after we get the whole we get everybody's looks communicated and stuff. Um, I'll create like a mood board or vision board so that I can send it to everybody so they can have like a good idea. Like I'll actually go into Photoshop and Photoshop the outfits on like the model. Nice. And yeah, because I want to know what, I'm like a super planner. I want to know what it's going to be like just from the gate. Like I, I want everybody to have a clear vision on what we're doing here. Um, so I'll do that and then we'll get a date. I'll get the studio. It Then it's about creating like a timeline, like, okay, hair and makeup, you'll take an hour, da, da, da. I'll shoot the models for like 20-ish minutes and then back to hair and makeup again for look number two. And yeah, that shoot day, after shoot day, which is really exhausting. Oh my gosh. After <laughs> shoot day, I'm just like, so tired i get home just exhausted but after that then it's time to edit and editing because these aren't my lifestyle photos i do a lot of retouching and retouching takes a lot more time because you have to be you have to have like a good eye for retouching you have to take your time with it a lot of times so i'll get into the retouching that might take Depending on the amount of work, it might be a week or two. And then it's sometimes it might be looking for a publication to, yeah. um, you know, publish the work that we all spent so much time and effort on. Um, and then after that, yeah, it's just posting to our pages and doing it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. For, Thank you. Yeah, for um, lifestyle, it's a little bit different. It's a lot easier because lifestyle is more connecting with clients. So I'll do like senior sessions for graduates and um, families, solo portraits, headshots and things like that. And people go into it kind of knowing what they want. So if it's something like a couple session even, um, usually these are my outdoor sessions. I'm using natural light, so I don't have to carry like a whole bunch of equipment. I'm connecting with the people. I ask them, you know, personal questions and I ask them prompts that make them laugh or that'll make them open up more to the camera. Right. Um, and yeah, I treat those two genres differently from one another because they require different things. So it's a lot to store in my brain, but I'm kind of happy with doing both of them. So. That's that's great. It's great that, you know, and you've you've I think you've undersold yourself in your uh your bio that you sent me. You got stylus in there, you have organizer, <laughs> lead collaborative. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing all of this. I I I have an eye. I do have an artistic vision, but I do need to stop letting myself be a one-woman team mm -hmm. and print like just opening up and allowing help when I need it. I do. I, I also think I'm a little bit of a control freak sometimes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I like very particular fashion. And styling is very big for fashion photography. And, and I'm not calling myself like a super stylist, but sometimes my vision and another's vision 
doesn't really align and mm-hmm. it can be awkward telling that to the person and be like, I don't like it. <laughs> um, and so I just don't want to put anybody or myself in that position. So I've kind of just taken on that role and I enjoy it. I love playing in fashion. I mean, yeah. that's, that's one of my main reasons for going into fashion photography, just being able to play dress up really. <laughs> I love and that. I think people from Baltimore, being a Baltimore native, I just think we have such a unique style. And I just love seeing that come through in photos. Yeah, um, I, I think we we do. I think um, it's very much something that is ours. And there there are some people that take different, some cities, some communities that take different like pieces of what we do here. You're like, yeah, I know where y'all got that from. That's ours. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Same with like club music. I'm like, I, yeah. I hear you using mixes from club music, but she won't call it Baltimore club music. Mm-hmm. And- story <laughs> no, I, I dig it I've, I've been on the same thing i've been rallying on the same thing so let's let's talk about a few of your your clients that you've had i read uh you know bravo tv um you participated in new york fashion week how have these like opportunities like impacted you um professionally and within your your brand within your artistic career yeah so with bravo tv um that was a really fun and unexpected day it was also a very long day <laughs> uh that would probably be one of the first studio sessions I've ever had which was super surprising. I was like, "Why did you reach out to me and I don't really have like much studio <laughs> work on my portfolio yet?" Um but I guess they trusted me and that also I think launched me into doing more studio work to be honest. Um, I learned a lot from that day. I learned about time management. I learned about, um, working with teams. That was like, now that I think about it, it was pretty much my start to getting into this whole thing. Um, and with New York fashion week, my friend who is also a photographer gave me a heads up on like an opportunity in New York fashion week. And at the time, I was still kind of new to fashion photography. Yeah. And it's kind of just on my bucket list. And my boyfriend and I drove up to New York, and it was kind of just that simple. They were like, yeah, here's your your um, your um media pass. We'll see you when you get there. <laughs> I got there, got the media pass, and I thought I was early, but ooh, no, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I thought I was early. I came early. I said, I got to get a nice spot for the photo fit. And everybody else had the same idea. So even when you you think you're early, get there even earlier. So, yeah. Um, yeah, New York Fashion Week was a lot of fun. I would definitely do it again. And I look forward to just discovering other parts of New York, too. I'm still super new to New York and traveling and all of that but there's a lot of opportunities out there and photographing the runway was something I always wanted to do and was really exciting and I got to meet a lot of other photographers so yeah that's that's wonderful that's wonderful um so I want to shift into the the best part of the podcast Mm-hmm. You, you probably know what the best part is it's the, uh-huh. rap, it's the rapid fire portion <laughs> yeah, of the podcast oh god 
<laughs> so, all right, the way this is going to work, and I've been adding, so that's why you've like been like, all right, see, see, looking at me. Uh, so I've been adding questions as we've been talking. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have more mm-hmm. stuff now. So all right, key thing here is don't overthink them. Don't overthink them, and uh, also. One thing that I wanted to at least share with you um, earlier, you mentioned um, kind of putting out this this sort of like uh, using Photoshop to show, show what the models will look like um, yeah. for a fashion show. That definitely tracks with your visual uh, visual voice. Like I'm a visual talker. That's how I talk. That definitely tracks. It really so, is. Yeah. <laughs> knowing yourself <laughs> is important. Photos all day, every day. You probably understand me clearer. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. So um, let's see. I want to start off with this first one. Mm-hmm. This is the most recent one I've added. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask it. What is your favorite color? Oh, I'm wearing blue. It's it's blue. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking so. I was just like, let's just But it's also okay. So the thing is it also varies sometimes. Sometimes it depends on how I'm feeling. I think overall, like blue is always gonna be just that bitch. <laughs> it's just it's just always gonna be her. <laughs> but Sometimes I'll be like, oh, green is it today. I love like, and you can see them in um, my fashion photography photos a lot of times too. Like I will pick on my favorite colors and my favorite shades. It's biased, but hey, it's my work. (laughs) There you go. I mean, I'll be feeling green and I'll be like, oh, lilac is in today. I love lilac. I just get inspired by colors. I really love working with colors. So sometimes they're all my favorite all like all at once and that's why it's so hard to choose i get so indecisive i'm like uh but it's it's an intu- it's intuition there though that's that's the thing yeah that's that's pretty much the thing that guides me because if i try to rationalize it, it i'll be here all day when, so, when you got when, you, when you said blue is that bitch i immediately thought of like the idea of blue like with long nails and like big eyelashes i don't know why that <laughs> popped in my head i was just like hold up <laughs> um Let's see. Uh, name a celebrity that has great style, great fashion, and presented in a way for for photos and things of the sort. Biased, also, but I'm going to say Tanache because I think she's a phenomenal woman. I got to photograph her once for like a concert. Oh my gosh, it was like the most exciting day of my life. I still think about <laughs> it. just the fact that her team even gave me that chance to be there. I was so grateful. Um, I think if you look at her her album art, she expresses her style. Like her style is so unique. I don't think she gets enough credit. She probably does, but I think she could be talked about even more. Her style is so unique. Um, it, it's like a wonderful blend of street fashion and editorial. And I think she pulls it off effortlessly every time. You you mentioned earlier, like sometimes it can be a lot of stuff, you know, certain shoots like uh, a fashion shoot can be super long. You mentioned how long uh, the New York Fashion Week was and all of that stuff. Um, And yeah, you know, we got to really work within the sort of self-care stuff and those sort of practices that are regenerative. So tell me about a practice that you engage in that is regenerative for you that refills your cup. That is a good question, because that was probably the theme of. 2022. In fact, I just took a really big hiatus because I needed that mental break. Um, After a while, the path of entrepreneurship is just, it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's, and 
I'm also doing full-time graphic design, mind you. So my brain sometimes can feel really overwhelmed. So um, even last year, I just told myself, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to not feel like you need to be on go all of the time because eventually something's got to give and yeah. you're going to try to put out wonderful content all the time. But if you're burnt out, it's just not going to be good. You just got to pour back into yourself and allow yourself the grace and the time to get back into the swing of things. I signed up for therapy. I tried to get more in touch with like things that make me happy and that aren't for my business, but are for me. Yeah. I think that's really important is to treat yourself as a person too. And not just like as this robot that needs to always keep going and going and going and going. Cause this, this world, this, yeah, you're kind of just, you got to take care of yourself. You're only, you only live once and you don't want something to happen until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think social media puts us creatives and those, and us folks that engage in both like the market as well, being an entrepreneur and like, and having like love for the thing creatively, whatever we're doing creatively, but needing to feed ourselves and so on. It's always yeah. this push to make content and yes. you know there there are people who may you know say look i'm only going to do three paintings this year i'm only going to do five paintings this year i'm only going to take this many clients for um, these photo shoots or what have you and that'd be that and mm -hmm. you know this sort of push because really we're feeding that bigger engine of always yeah. putting stuff out there mm -hmm. to at many times the detriment to ourselves exactly. and yeah, I think it's important to do that. And, and bravo to you. That was maybe a pun, but bravo to you uh -huh. for um, being able to kind of get that sort of like support that you need and giving yourself that grace to take that time. Um, I'm trying to get better at that myself. I'm a batch guy. I will do a lot of interviews. Um, I recorded 300. No, I posted 300 interviews last year. Oh, my goodness. And I have a wow. full time job and all of responsibilities wow. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I definitely, I get it, you know, uh, from my, my, my state, my standpoint, but I can, I can fake it half of the time because really y'all doing the work. I'm just here. Yeah. That's interesting. Ah. <laughs> no, you're okay. Don't undersell yourself. You are definitely, it, it's a lot of back work that people don't see. It's coordinating. It's finding the people. It's, it's much more than just this. Yeah, so, I mean, I absolutely. I recognize I, I like being part of my charm is being facetious and being uh, self-deprecating. But uh, yeah, same. I underplay myself. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 I, I do everything. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but meanwhile, like, I'm like breaking down. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm doing everything. It is not fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to make sure like you keep that passion for the things that you love and you don't let yourself get burnt out to the point where you're no longer in love with this thing because you know and for creatives it can be so hard to do that business side and try to be creative it's it's just a lot um social media is hell mm -hmm. instagram shadow banned me for no reason yeah no yeah that happened uh 2021 i think it was like for a whole year people could not tag me and instagram has basically no help support Mm -hmm. So I had to go through Facebook business. It took me a really long time to figure that out. 
But if you go through Facebook business and contact them through somewhere on there, um, they'll get back to you. And that's how you can get your account back. But that was that really took a toll on me because it felt like there are forces working against me. Mm-hmm. And this force is Instagram and Instagram is a big force. And it's like the main source of my one of the biggest sources of my advertisement. And it really it, it put me in a bad state mentally, but it also because I tried to look at the brighter side of it. I was like, I'm learning now that I need to market and advertise on other avenues and not just pour it all into this one platform because at any time something mm-hmm. can happen. Whoop, there it goes. And and they've they've uh, actively kind of gone against like photographers in in terms of like you know people talk about their their uh what artist statement and, and things of that nature and pretty much it's it's, it's some like foundational sort of thing like why are you doing what you do what your brand is about your mission statement things of the sort and the thesis if you will and mm-hmm. they were founded on visuals like not video yeah. but literally images and and they were kind of they kind of screw on photographers a little bit if we're i being know honest. the whole photography community like basically wanted to go on strike there was like <laughs> i mean so many photography groups it, it was like the hot topic for months um i think we've all like calm down and assimilated a little bit and just do our little reels and do our little dance or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, here's, here's a photo as a reel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much work to have to be, now you're not only a photographer, now you have to be a content creator just to mm-hmm. get these views. And it, it puts a lot more pressure on you. Um, and the people that I see do it effortlessly and flawlessly, kudos to you. It is not easy. Um, and for the people that are struggling with it, I would say, don't feel bad. You aren't the only one. A lot of these people have teams around them, too, that mm-hmm. you just see. So don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. And take breaks, please, because don't let Instagram be the thing that screws your whole year or even well, a minute of your time. Well said. Well said. I got two more. Mm-hmm. Um so uh this is i'm gonna save the the fun one for last the really fun one for last i think uh so have a photography related one um so aperture shutter iso are the three basic elements of photography if you were to add a fourth one which would it what would it be style i guess (laughs) is that does that count (laughs) yes it does yes that's your answer i love it i love it it's like style has to be a part of it it's number one actually it kind of does because these, the colors that are in the photo that you're wearing play a part of how the color grading is going to go and how the overall photo is going to tie in together. Um, even for lifestyle sessions, I have like a style guide for clients to wear based on the location. So like if you're in the forest or something, I would not recommend you wear green because you're just going to blend in with the forest behind you. So some things just make sense. And even if they seem mundane. Uh, so this is the last one. Um, what are your three most visited websites? Like you're, you know. Oh, my. Yeah. What are you visiting during the course of the day? Uh, yeah. Usually it's like, what was your last Google search? But I like to give people the out sometimes. <laughs> what three websites do you visit the most? Does Facebook count as one? Yeah, it does. A website or an app? It okay. counts as that website, yeah. 
Okay, so I'm on Facebook primarily because there are so many photography groups that I'm in. Um, and I just learned so much from them. There's so many people to learn from and ways to network. And I, I'm not one of those people that's like, Facebook is outdated. I think it's really a, just about tapping into the community. I also, I also am in a lot of cat groups. I really love animals. So it makes it fun being <laughs> online because the only thing that's on my feed is like cats and photography. And that makes me happy waking up too. That's great. Um, so the second thing, the second website that I'm on, oh my gosh, I don't want to be telling on myself. Uh, <laughs> Because some of these things aren't websites. They're just online things that I go to. I mean, the first thing that comes up in my mind is Netflix or Hulu. I watch a lot of TV. Because, like, when you're doing photography and editing in the background, you just need something mm -hmm. going on. Um, I don't know if that counts as a website, but if it does, then that's it. And then the last one, the last one, what do I do? What do I do? Um I'd just be looking at random stuff on Google. Like every question in the world that I have, it would be like, what does the sneeze mean? What does, what, what does, um, why is the sky blue or something? Back, back to blue, I see. I, I noticed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, that, that's great. Uh, I, I'll, I'll share the ones that I've been on recently, just so we feel like we're, there's, there's a bit of parody here. I uh, I am always on um, uh, Chat GPT now, like OpenAI. I'm just like putting in queries and seeing what the internet's going to spit back out to me. Uh, I'm on a lot of the legal streaming sites. Hush, hush. Oh, yeah. No one's going <laughs> to listen to this. <laughs> it's like if I want to watch, like, like, let's say Muay Thai fighting or something, I can't find it out let here to watch it. So I'm going to type in some website that has XYZ at the end and I can see the boxing that I want to see. Because if I, if I, I feel like if I go on any sketchy website, then my computer is going to be like, mm -mm, virus. And I'm not <laughs> risking it. I got all of the things. I got all of the things. Got the VPN. Got all of the things. I'm keeping myself protected. Maybe I'm going to cut that part out. Who knows? Um, and, <laughs> uh, and lastly, um, it's probably ESPN. I'm on ESPN a lot. Okay. Just checking out like what's happening and and things of the sort uh, in the whole realm of sports. Like uh, I recently fell back in love with basketball. I've been watching some games. I've kind of been away from it for like the last maybe three or four years. It's Hasn't really been my thing, but it's like, oh, I found myself last night watching the game a lot longer than I expected. And, you know, I was watching the Wizards game and I was like, OK, they're going to lose this game. Uh, but at the same time, I enjoyed watching it. So yeah. that gave me it gave me some joy. Yeah. Good. I actually also just remembered another um, website I do go to is Skyscanner because I'm looking for flights. I'll do that or Google flights. I'm just trying to go somewhere. I'm planning my trips for 2023. So, yeah. What, what's the what's the first trip on the list? Oh, first trip. First trip, I think, might be Atlanta. But I'm looking into L.A. I'm looking into New York. I don't need a flight to New York, but just trip-wise. And then I'm trying to go to Amsterdam because I had that trip planned before 2020. And then 2020 happened, and they canceled my ticket. And, yeah, I never got that money back. So I need my trip back. I want my, I want my experience. I didn't get to do a lot of traveling because I was trying to be safe for the pandemic and sit my butt down, not go anywhere. I had my mask on for years. And 
now I think it's time to live again. So yeah. 2023, we outside. I'm outside. It. it was outside before, but I'm outside now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, thank you for for being on this podcast and uh, sharing a bit of your story and some of your uh, your, your ideas and, and just just the ideas that go into it and just you. So thank you. And yeah. I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners where they can check you out, your work, maybe you know book some you know book some shoots, <laughs> things of that nature. Yeah, so the, the floor is yours. Thank you. Yeah, you can check me out at Instagram uh miscellaneousmedia.com that's m-i-s-s-a-l-l-a-n-e-o-u-s dot media and it's pretty much the same across all platforms i'm miscellaneous media on facebook miscellaneous media um dot com which is my website and you can check out my full portfolio i have lifestyle photography for things like couple sessions solo portraits families um and then I have fashion and beauty, which focuses more on studio portraits. And you might find something that caters to your style or you want to get involved in and just reach out to me. Just hit that book now button and we can get started. We'll have a consultation call and we will see where our creative vision leads us. Making it happen. Yep. So there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Marissa Morris for coming on to the podcast. And um, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, photography, entrepreneurs in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for them.